Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. The calm before the storm. Middle of the week, everybody's waiting for news to come out, injury reports to be received, for everybody to make the proper moves. I'm Natter alongside Bud. How are you doing? I'm ready for a great week of football. I'm ready for an early week of football. We got a good Thursday night matchup. We got a lot of players going on this Thursday night. And then we got a couple of Saturday night matchups. You know, I like my Saturday games. We, we like the Saturday games. You know, unfortunately, there was no Tuesday game. There's and no Tuesday game. It, yes, it, makes me, it makes me a little sad. Yes. But, you know, I'm, I'll get through it. I will get we'll through get it. through it. Uh, hopefully, they start adding Tuesday games. I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm just saying I'm not saying I hope somebody gets COVID so they move a game back. But I wouldn't be sad if they did. Fair, fair, fair take, fair. fair take. Okay, cool. So of course, in this episode, we got our NFL headlines. Not too much in today, but the names that are would be said are relatively important. And then of course, uh, I actually did my wide receiver rankings. For the week, of course, we're going to list out a decent amount of them. And then uh, Bud over here is going to rate my rankings. And uh, we're going to go through and talk about why I think players are in their specific designation. And then, of course, we have the Thursday night preview. I, I love it. I'm, I'm ready to get into it. NFL headlines. Christian McCaffrey, the guy, the dude, first round overall pick. Biggest disappointment next to Saquon. Not expected to play this week on Saturday against what would be a pretty decent matchup in the Green Bay Packers. Does it make you sad yeah, a little bit? Yeah, of course like, it does. It's got to be a little brutal for you. Yeah, he, he's just uh, a tease. He's honeydicking us. Oh, like, he's playing you, huh? He, he really is. Like, you know, the next week comes along, you're like, all right, finally, he's going to come back. All right, finally, he's going to come back. And all of a sudden, he gets a limited practice in So you early in the week. So you get a little excited. You're like, okay, he's on the right track. And then all of a sudden, uh, Matt Rule comes out and says, hey, I'm not expecting him to play this week. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't play this week. It's... It's not what you want to hear. No, no. At all. So uh, this does put Mike Davis in the conversation of league winner pickups. Yeah, uh, definitely. Right now, James Robinson is probably the clear-cut number one. Uh, Mike Davis, in my opinion, might be a, a very close number two. Potentially. I mean, Justin Jefferson. You He's could up make there. an argument. He's up there. Definitely can make an argument Yes, there. you would be correct there. And then we could start going into playoff winners, like such, for example, Brandon Ayuk, T.Y. Hilton. The T.Y. Hilton. Uh, maybe I say uh, your other guy, Nelson Aguilar? Nelson Aguilar. Little, little baby dropper? Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of what you would call playoff winners that just kind of happen to bloom in the perfect time. And uh, it's, it's good to see stuff like this. You know, you want to see people working the waivers and having success while working their waivers. So I'm definitely glad we are seeing big names and small names kind of showing off and showing out. But CMC is not going to be one of those. So Ronald Jones is having surgery on his broken finger. I think he's having the Chris Godwin treatment where they're putting pins in his finger. Uh, Whether he plays or not is unclear at this point. So if he does not play, okay. what about Fournette? 
could you comfortably line him up? So in the depth chart right now, if you look on the Buccaneers website, Vaughn is in head. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is ahead. Oh. Okay, so um, if you're comfortable starting LaShawn McCoy in your semi-playoffs, mm-hmm. or no, if, you know, no, if you're in no. the Sackos, in the loser brackets, if, if you're comfortable doing it. If, you, if you're a man of accolades, like my boy next to me. Uh, I like would, accolades. Would, would you do it just to get an accolade? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes, just to be able to say I started him in my spot. Yeah, I'd do it. It's... It, Literally, LaShawn McCoy is, is ahead in the depth chart. As of right now, LaShawn McCoy is ahead of the depth It's not a good chart. look for you, Fournette. Not, I mean, not even close. Fournette was a healthy scratch last week. Yeah. Even LaShawn McCoy got into the game. So I think that is all that needs to be said on why they picked up Fournette. I'm not quite sure. I think they just kind of bought into the hype or felt the media pressure into signing a bigger named hype running back. Seems like a big waste. It, right it's, it, it was... A huge waste. I don't know. At this point, I have to feel like Fournette paid them to sign him just to kind of save face. So, I know a lot of people. Some people are out of playoffs. <clears throat> Me, unfortunately. Uh, but dynasty. Like, how? What are you feeling with Fournette right now? Because I mean, it, it's not good. It doesn't feel good. I feel like you have to hold on to him. See what happens in free agency. But I mean, what are you really hoping for? What's he worth? I mean, you're not getting anything for it. Let's start with that. If if you own Fournette, right? Yep. And you offered me a trade, mm-hmm. John Brown for Fournette, I'm declining it. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You have Fournette. I have Fournette. You have Fournette. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, John yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm declining no. it. I'd rather have no. John Brown. John Brown currently has sickle cell disease. I'm still declining that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not getting, like I said, you're not getting anything for him. I, I can't you're imagine. Maybe mediocre, a second. But... <sighs> I mean, I'd shoot you a third. Other than that, okay. I don't even know if I would reach for a second. You can get a Michael Pittman Jr. in the draft last year with a second. I mean, that's that's quality guy that you can long term. I picked up you know Brandon I mean? Ayuk in the second. And see, long term potential there. Yeah. Uh, it, it just you know, and he's killing it right now. But Fournette, you have to hold on to him. You're not yeah. dropping him. Yes. Right? Yeah, you'd be correct. But you have to think like. He's not getting a bell cow type role unless no. an injury happens because every NFL team at this point has somebody in front and somebody taking the majority of the carries, whether that's Miles Gaskin, Raheem Mostert, uh, Singletary, Devin Singletary to, you, you know, to Sony Michelle. You have some very good running backs coming in the draft as well. I think, and I would not be surprised if he never plays a snap in the NFL again. Wow. Really? You have that's to th- that's like, a lot of spice. He, right he's there. deep in the death chart on a very weak running back talent pool for the Buccaneers. What's he gonna do so on another team? You don't think someone else will sign him at least? Like <laughs> he cleared I, waivers. I think someone's gonna sign him. I, I think at some point, like he he'll at least be a, a backup running back somewhere. You would assume. How much money are you gonna pay him to be a backup running back? backup money he's not getting paid what he i'm sure he wants to get paid right right now there's on the free agents i could pick up like a carlos hyde i could pick up a chris carson i could get an aaron jones i mean they're all free agents marlon mack is a free agent so your spice is he's not getting picked up at all in free agency i wouldn't be he so in the off season he might get picked up but he'll get cut before the season starts. Okay, so he won't be on a team in the season so. is what you're saying no i just okay. i just think he's done there's 
I mean, is he talented? No. So he won't play a snap at all. I don't think. I don't think he sees the field next year. What about the year after that, though? If if he doesn't play one year, what's the chances he plays another year? I mean, we can get into people who haven't played in a couple of years and then got in and played a little bit, but like, like, but like Marshawn Lynch. I mean, whoa, whoa! Don't talk about the great like that. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, don't sorry. talk about Marshawn. Sorry. So literally, he's never going to play again. Is, is your take? I can't. So then, imagine. why would you draft? Why would you trade? Like. Why would you offer anything if you think he's, if that's your opinion? I'm right? not. No, well, that's why you have to hold so, them just in case. But so if I, someone, I, so someone dropped him on your dynasty. Okay. Would you try to pick him up? Yeah. Okay. Just just to in see case, because I mean it's a running back, and running backs are hard to come by. So mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen because may, maybe a team signs him to be a third man in the death chart and then you get a Saquon that tears his ACL and then you know behind him is a pass catcher so maybe he fits in some early down runs Uh, I mean you you never know in the NFL I mean you saw the Niners situation they have the most RBs in the NFL and somehow their practice squad was leading the carries one week so I mean there's always the you never know yeah so uh, you always want to hold on to a running back just in case but I mean what's the chances the stars align for that situation to happen again very little I I agree. I agree. I I'm not going to go as far as you that I I think he does play a snap. Do I think he's going to be a bell cow? I don't think he'll ever be a bell cow. I think that's uh, that's long 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 ways away if anything. I mean, he'd have to do something amazing, but I think he will get snaps and go to some sort of team. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see this week. How we'll old see is this. he? If uh, I could 25, so 26. Yeah, yeah I mean, 25. he's pretty he's pretty young he's still. He's not that old. So, I mean, it's not like he's 29, 28. So, I think someone will at least take a shot at him. You know what I mean? I mean, he averages 3.6 yards per carry. He's like, He's been averaging that for a hell of a long Jacksonville, Why would I take a chance on that? Jacksonville's been – he Your was volume. their guy. All they did was volume. That that was That's what we've been talking about for years now. I don't know. I, like, I can't imagine – you as a NFL franchise saying, yeah, I want to go on my team that averages 3.6 yards per carry. I'd rather draft somebody who, with higher potential. I mean, wh- I mean is somebody you draft going to get lower than 3.6 yards per carry? Uh, probably po- not. B- uh, possi- mean, possibly. possibly like, I mean, it's definitely possible. I, I think you the chances I mean? are better They're... than getting Leonard for now on your roster. I mean, uh, let's face it. It's not like he's the best character. He's been known to get kicked out of games. He's been known to be a little bit of a troublemaker in the yeah. locker room. Um, I mean, of course, I, I, I see the logic and reasoning for why you would want him on your team. I wouldn't do it. I mean, you want him on your team for literally almost nothing. Yeah. That's what you want. You're not going out there and trying to spend a second round pick on him yes. at all. I mean, maybe a third, low-end third. I mean, other than that, just to see, but... It, the guy could be very frustrated and cut him. Yeah, uh, on a, on a dynasty team for sure. I, w- I wouldn't mind. Uh, but and I if mean, that happens, I'm going out to get him. But right yeah. now, Le'Veon Bell is going to be a free agent next year. Would you rather, if you are an NFL franchise, are you signing Le'Veon Bell or Leonard Fournette? Honestly, if I was an N- oh NFL franchise, NFL franchise, you know, you are uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, well, well, I mean, no, I, because they already have Fournette. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Give me another. Uh, let's go. Trying to think of a team, maybe, maybe that maybe potentially needs a running back. Um, uh, Dolphins. Dolphins, sure, the Dolphins. Okay, okay. Would I want to get Lev Bell or would I want to get Fournette? Fournette, yeah. 
honestly. Uh, pay the exactly the same. Same exact pay. Uh, I would I'd probably go Lev Bell and either one I don't feel super like they're they're not going to be the workhorse. Exactly. That, that's just both of them. So why, why why even get them? Just draft one. Well, yeah, but potentially. I mean, it it depends whose team it is, what they actually think he's going to do. I mean, we're not GMs. We're not going to be the guys signing him. I mean, I should be, but a like team that's... a team will sign him is what I am thinking at least. The only reason why Leonard Fournette might potentially get signed is, I mean, somebody like Devontae Freeman, he got signed hmm. and he played until unfortunately he got hit to the IR and he was not bad. He wasn't the he, best, but he was all right. He was he serviceable. Had, he had spurts. Yeah, he had he spurts. He had spurts of, so let me throw one back at you okay. and, and then we'll, we'll stop the rant. All right. Uh, uh, so Atlanta Falcons are done with Todd Gurley. Hypothetically. Oh, hypothetically. We'll just say hypothetically, but they're probably done with him. Okay. Um, Fournette. Fournette. Or Lev Bell. Either of them go there. How do you feel about that? Does that change anything? Only and say th- they draft, because they're going to draft a running back. Probably. I think they will draft a running back. I don't think it's going to be a first, second rounder. I think it'll probably be like third, fourth, whatever. Say they draft a fourth fourth rounder. Okay. And then they, they sign a Lev Bell. Okay. Does that intrigue you more? I'm like, more interested in the the drafted running back okay. than Fournette or than Love Bell at this okay. point. I mean, Fournette, same same goes so for Fournette. It's, it's either one. Okay. So I mean, Fournette would fit the Falcons better mm-hmm. than Love Bell, but regardless, it, neither of them pique my interest. Because I mean, that's best case scenario. Best to case be scenario. totally honest with that, you, I mean, that's you're, you're on a high scenario. fly offense. Yep. Uh, that will probably get back on track next year is you, my assumption. You would think. Uh, and with a running back that could have high potential for touchdowns. They're probably going to draft an offensive lineman. Yep. Julio Again, may be healthy. Maybe uh, their offensive line they drafted will, is actually going to be healthy next year yes. too. So, I mean, uh, that that would be the best case scenario. Him going on to the Falcons. Assuming they go away from Todd Gurley, which seems like it. I mean, potentially. Yeah. Because so, I think Todd Gurley is about 26, 27. Just about. Let's see. You know what? Since we're Won't on you, that. Okay. So then Lev Bell's a little older than him. I think Lev Bell's 28. And then you got 25. He is 26. Alex. 26. Okay. okay. So he's still young. I mean, so, Le- Le'Veon Bell's 28. David Johnson's 29. Melvin Gordon's 27. So let me ask you this then. Fournette, Gurley. You'd rather have Gurley, correct? I'd rather have Gurley. Lev Bell, Gurley. You'd rather have? Gurley. Okay. 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 So, I mean... It, if they're going to move on from a running back, yep, does not make sense to pick up a downgrade in running back. Understandable. And, uh, I mean, yeah. those guys, let's face it, they're just downgrades at this point. Uh, so, uh, realistically, they're probably going to draft one. And if you're going to draft one, then who needs a Fournette in their life? But uh, I, th- I think depth is probably what they're going to do. Depth would be the only reason. But, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, th- I think he's, th- he's not going to get a starting job right away. It, no. He's going to be a depth piece, no, no he, matter what. Either of them are going to be depth. Pieces. He needs an injury for him to become fantasy relevant and maybe even NFL relevant. But we will find out as soon as then, and that happens. But uh, that moves on for Ronald Jones. We'll see if he plays. Uh, I enjoyed that rant or that discussion. Yeah. Uh, Henry Ruggs Don't placed on the COVID list. Don't do so it to me. Unfortunately, he is a. Uh, he's not a bust. It doesn't. It, do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. It, he him in or. Him, him in at least they can. I mean, Nelson Aguilar's been doing pretty well. He's been doing but very well. you have another rugs to be able to stretch field. Blah blah blah. He hasn't performed how everyone thought he was going to perform. No, 
I mean, actually, he performed exactly how I thought he would perform. I mean, uh, is Derek Carr going to throw the ball 40 yards down the field consistently on a daily basis? It's not what he does. He's a a Walmart Tyreek Hill, if I might add and say. I wouldn't even say it's Walmart. Walmart? Tyreek Hill is, is Gucci. Gucci and uh, uh, Henry Ruggs is uh, a gas station. Gas station, okay. Yeah. Gas yeah. station sunglasses, Gucci sunglasses. Not not even close to the same. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but is that his fault or is that quarterback play fault? I I think they could use him a lot. More. They've been trying to use him in different ways. I, I've been noticing. I've seen them trying to use him in different ways. I think Gruden is like, I need to start getting him in. But I think there's a limitation with how Carr plays. Like we said at the beginning of the season. He doesn't throw the ball deep on a regular basis, and I I don't think Ruggs is getting open either. You don't think I'm, so? I, I I've watched a decent amount of him. He's he's had some plays where he's been wide open, but there's been a lot where he's been locked up. Which which you think is kind of odd. So I, I've seen him get the ball, you know, on a couple of swing passes, mm-hmm. and uh, when I see him with the ball, right. There's two different types of speeds. There's fast. There's Tyreek Hill. And the well, there's Tyreek Hill speed. Like when you mm-hmm. have the ball, you're electric. Like you mm-hmm. know, like he all he has to do is make one cut, make and, one guy mm-hmm. miss, and he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Ty, with with rugs, like I, I I don't get that feeling. It hasn't. I've seen a play where he looked explosive. Not Tyreek Hill, but but close to it. But the consistency has not even been close to there. Uh, to be totally frank. To me, my concern when we drafted Ruggs and why I had him a little bit lower than other guys, because I like Judy, obviously. I like Justin Jefferson. I like CeeDee Lamb. It was, I think it was Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Ruggs, or Ruggs, Justin Jefferson. It was one or the other. And then I like Pittman, obviously, uh, Pittman Jr. But he reminds me of like a Percy Har- Harvin almost to a certain extent. That's close. That's a good comparison. Yeah, you know I mean, it, it, and it's... You really have to have a really good system when you have a wide receiver that is supposedly a speed and gadget guy, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah. Uh, Ruggs, in college, it looked like he run a decent amount of routes. He, he still can run some routes, but it hasn't been – the hands and the crispness of the routes haven't been there. Which which is kind of weird because when I watched his college game film, I thought I saw a little crispness. I thought I saw very good hands. I think it's a little bit easier when you have Jerry Judy across from you. Yes. To be honest with you, and uh, let's, I'm not saying he's a bust. Let, let me make that clear. Yeah. I think yeah, we're, it, we're definitely not saying we're, definitely he, not saying it was a rough first season, which happens to wide receivers. We've just seen on the last two to three years, roughly, yes. that rookie wide receivers have just been came, coming on and playing very well right off the bat, which is not what happened in the last not really, 12, it's 15 not years. It's not what usually I mean, happens. Devontae Adams was, everybody was calling for him to be cut so fast. Yeah. And now Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. I was I was hoping we would go after Devontae Adams because we got Derek Carr and they went to the same school. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Fresno State, because I thought he was a talent as well. But it does take some time, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, uh, Jerry Rice was an absolute bust in the beginning of the year. Same as Terrell Owens. And, I mean, who knows how great everybody thinks they are. I mean, uh, there's an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation for QBs and for wide receivers and how good they should be when they first get in to the NFL because some of them have just set an unrealistic standard. I mean, Joey Burrow, he struggled a little bit, but he has shown flashes. Justin Herbert went out and absolutely killed it in the beginning. So now uh, Tua has an unrealistic standard, but he's playing semi-decently as well. Uh, 
it's, hopefully that kind of tames itself and relaxes a little bit. It's a now league. It's a now league. Yes, you are correct. Because I mean, now everyone's everybody wants to you know draft a stud quarterback, build a strong defense, spend a lot of salary cap on the defense, and then while the quarterback is on a rookie contract, that is considered your window. I think that's unrealistic. I don't. I think. Uh, I get what they're talking about, yeah. but it's so hard. You're putting so much pressure on this young guy that right off the bat, and sometimes you don't even have the weapons for it. Exactly. So, I mean, Cincinnati's offensive line has been atrocious, and it, he's been run for his life a lot of the time. I mean, there's a reason why he's injured. He just gets hit, hit, hit on a daily basis. Uh, I mean, when you draft a rookie quarterback, chances are your team sucks. So uh, mm-hmm. to, to sit there and expect him to be a stud and then carry you, and then you guys could build around him is un- un- unrealistic to a, a high standard, in my opinion. That happens, you know, once in a blue moon. It only happens when you actually have solid pieces around him to actually set him up to succeed. I mean, let's t- take a look at Cam Newton. He was an MVP quarterback. They got no offensive line, no weapons. They got a good running game, granted, but uh, th- that's not enough to carry you into uh, to, to the promised land. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting year. It's been interesting. Interesting. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of takes to go. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, rugs. Still early. It's, it, it is still early. But I want to see the coaching staff get him more involved. Give him some jet sweeps. I, Give him some carries. You know, I want to see him it, run the ball. It seemed like they were doing that because he did get jet sweep. Uh, he, They're trying to move him in the right direction. I think... Gruden is going to full focus on getting rugs the ball on a regular basis. And it might be honestly the beginning of next year to be totally honest, because they're going to try to make a push. However they win. If rugs is not playing well, he's not going to force it to rugs. He's going to get whoever the ball Nelson Aguilar say, or Waller, Get him the ball, try to get the win, because they're still in playoff contention right here. You would be correct. Unfortunately, it won't be this week and potentially next week because he is on the COVID list. So if they do not make playoffs, chances are he does not play for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, so so what I I mean before we move on, just yeah, one yeah. quick final Keep note. Keep on going. So the Niners cannot throw the ball down the field, but Debo Samuel averages negative yards to the ball. Mm-hmm. Does that does that make sense? I get what you're saying. I get so, what you're so saying. So when he catches the ball, he average uh, it is always behind the line of scrimmage. I think over the past four weeks, the total air yards to Debo Samuel has been negative 35 yards. Yes. Which means, and then he gets, and then he averages eight yards per catch. So he takes the ball about on average nine yards every single time he touches it. Uh, I I feel like they need to somehow replicate that in order to get him involved. If you can't throw the ball, get him the ball. The issue is the scheme. So like you talk about, and like we argue, the, th- there is almost no doubt in my mind that if you guys had a talented wide receivers and offensive line that was healthy and Jimmy G there or whatever, honestly, in my opinion, whatever half-decent quarterback in the backfield, he's going to look good and your offense is going to flourish because of your head coach. Mm-hmm. So like... Say whatever you want. I'm not a huge Jimmy G fan, but I think if you put Teddy Bridgewater back there, I think if you put Derek Carr back there, I think it's almost the same exact scenario. Um, but it depends on scheme. And, and Gruden's scheme has not been what everyone talks about when he was in Oakland before. 
I mean, well, I mean, he, he you know? is he running the same scheme? It's not the same exact. Not the same. No. It's a little no, no, bit no. more modernized. It's, it, yeah, it's a little more modernized. It's not necessarily Spider Y two banana. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No. But I mean, he also has Derek Carr, and he he talks really great things about him. But Gannon had a decent arm and a, would he, would let it go. Gannon had a cannon. You know, and there you go, nickname. and he he would let it go. He, he would absolutely let it go, and and Carr is doing well. He's not doing bad, you know, but I think he's really got to let it loose and hopefully it starts this season or the next couple of games, but the defense is not helping in, in that situation for anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully they get it together and hopefully they get him the ball more often because uh, he could just be so good. And such a weapon on your fantasy team. You you can see the talent. You there can see too. it. You, you can, can just, really see wanna, it. I just want to like you you're right now. Like he he's a seed. And you're watering this seed right now. And you're just waiting for the roots to come out. You, you can this start is what you do. Sprout. This is what you do. You inject steroids into the seed, uh-huh. and then you get steroid like. You know how they use the grass stuff. They they like put it in the water and then they spray. It. It's like it's like yeah. super seed. Uh-huh. It helps super seed. Uh-huh. Boom. Put that on there too. And then Tyree Kill 2.0. 2.0, better than Tyree. Yeah, I think he could be better than Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill's real good, though. He's really oh good, but I mean, God. I mean, but but give him Derek Carr as a quarterback, he's probably not nearly as uh, fantasy relevant as he would be. Yeah, did you hear the take of Tyree Kill saying Patrick Mahomes is trash for his first training camp? Yeah, yeah. I heard <laughs> that, that was premium. He's like, not going to lie. I was like, These are guys, this is who they drafted? This seems trash. <laughs> I was I was dying. It, it's, you got to respect honesty, man. You got you, you to respect it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it worked. It, it, if if Patrick Mahomes was actually trash, he wouldn't have said that. No, he absolutely no. would this not is say only, that. He could only say that because he's an MVP quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He, yeah, he is mean, one of the best, and uh, he's going to be a very good one. Unless, unless you know, a defense figures him out, and then uh, eventually... It's a win. possibility. It's a possibility. So I talk about it all the time, and I think you talk about it all the time, is one year, okay, but the next year, mm-hmm. everyone knows what you like to do, and you better switch it up. Yeah. Because they're going to be coming for you. Whatever you're bad at, that's what they're going to play 90% of the time. Uh, and, uh, I mean, we're starting to see it. Lamar Jackson, he's starting to regress a little bit. A little You're bit. starting to see Kyler Murray regress a little bit. De- defense, defenses are not stupid. They get paid a lot of money to stop you and to stop the pass. Adam, uh, Adam Gase gets paid a lot of money to play and uh, be offensive coordinator, too. Uh, I mean. And head coach. Well, he's the best there is. And a GM. So, I mean, I don't know why you're complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean. I understand the second year regression. Yes. The third year, I expect them to figure it out and go. Yes. And I think that third year is the biggest point right there. Because if they can't figure it out after that long year of being rough, I don't think they'll ever figure it out. Uh, yes. Yes. And uh, I mean, all it takes is one year, like he just said, for you to turn into a Carson Wentz. He was a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he was an MVP quarterback that... Uh, you know, Nick Foles happened to win the Super Bowl with. By the way, you know, uh, right now, uh, Doug Peterson, he is 11-2 and when Carson Wentz is on the quarterback. Just wanted to throw that stat. He's 11-2 and when Carson, Carson Wentz isn't quarterback? Yes, yes, yes. So you love Carson Wentz. Yes, I think you he's very good. You were a fan. Yes. So I, I want to hear your take on the Jalen Hurts uh, He needs Wentz. to move teams. Carson, okay. Wentz, Carson Wentz needs to go down. To the, he, he just needs a, a new atmosphere. Okay. Refresher. Per- give me two perfect teams for him. Patriots. Niners. Patriots is a good one. 
Patriots Niners. You keep so we 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 keep going back to the same thing here, which I've talked about in the earlier in the season. Okay, and uh, you know I'm not a Jimmy G fan, and you talk about Niners quarterback when we talk about quarterbacks. Give me your full. T- be honest here. Give okay. me your full take. What would you rather have, Carson Wentz or Jimmy G? Jimmy G. Well, okay. So, so I mean, so like, give me a reason on why you're t- saying explain these. Things. Be, because Jimmy G is, I believe, like ten million dollars per year cheaper than Carson Wentz. Okay. And uh, when when you have if 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 the sorry, let me stop you okay. there. Okay. If the money doesn't matter, the money doesn't if it's matter. Ten million, ten million. Who are you going with? I'll take Carson. Okay. I'll take Carson, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because right. uh, you would expect if the money's the same, that means they have enough money to upgrade or you know draft offensive linemen or to re-sign Trent Williams, then they would have enough time to you know bloister up that wide receiving core a little bit mm-hmm. more. Maybe maybe another draft another one. Maybe Debo finally gets a way to get healthy. Of course, Debo Samuel, he had a... The, what, what is that foot surgery where you have a screw in your foot? Isn't that the AJ Green uh, injury? AJ Green. Uh, it's the. I don't, I don't, remember the name I don't know the name it. of it, but I mean, uh, the side effect of that is having bad hamstrings throughout the year, especially when you don't properly rehab it. So we're seeing that happen this year. Uh, uh, if he, if, if that wide receiver can get healthy, and Jimmy Grant can get, I mean, not Jimmy Grant, sorry, I. George Kittle can get healthy, then uh, I feel like it doesn't matter who's the quarterback. I don't think I'm too concerned about George Kittle because it, it hasn't been like a reoccurring thing. Actually, uh, it, it kind of has. I mean, really? Like, okay. I mean, I mean l- last year he had that little broken uh, bone chip in his foot. Where he How was many play- games did he play? Uh, he, he, he played most of the year yeah, yeah. with it. He missed, I think, three games, and yeah. he was playing with, I think, a broken chip in his foot. Uh, so, I mean, he, he's not known for being healthy. He, he, he's been hurt a lot in his career. Uh he, when you're a physical player like he is, he expects he, contact. He goes for contact. You're not going to do it untouched. Yeah, but what I, what I, I think maybe what I'm saying is he's on the field a good amount of the time compared to a Debo, compared to all, almost all the wide receivers for the Niners at yes. this point. So it's if Debo Samuel, however talented he is, he can't be on the field, it doesn't matter. Correct. So wide receivers, you think, drafting one, two wide receivers? At least one wide receiver. I mean, they have Jalen Hurd's their draft pick that they were very high on towards ACL. He should be back. Uh, they drafted, Did he get hurt last year? Yeah, he he uh, fractured his spine, <laughs> so he couldn't play the rest of the, the whole year. And then, of course, he's from Baylor, I think. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. you would be correct. Yeah. And then uh, towards ACL, then he was out for this season. So uh, it was definitely unfortunate to see him because they were very high on him coming into the year. And uh, and then, of course, they drafted another one in the seventh round that exceeded everybody's expectations. But he actually uh, complete tore his hamstring. In training camp, that's so, not good. So he's not playing for the rest of this year. Either. So I mean, uh, the, the Niners are known for injuries, and uh, they, they got hit with the injury stick. We all know that at this point of the season. So the, yeah, I think it was an injury tree. Tree. God, he I fell got, from the top. The forest. It was the, the whomping willow from Harry Potter. Cancer. Oh, dude, a hundred percent. You got blacked <laughs> up, dog. <laughs> it was all bad. I, I mean, uh, if the team is healthy, Carson Wentz would be a better fit for than Jimmy Garoppolo. How about that? Okay, I like it. All right, let's move in. Yeah, move, we, we, move on we, here. We, 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 we hit a lot. We hit a lot of topics. A lot. Sorry. All right, so uh, James Conner currently has an injured quad. This is this is don't be, start him. This is gonna be this is gonna be brutal though. Yeah, don't I, start we him. have to talk about this. So I mean, uh, don't start him. That's just, just it. James Conner long term. Don't start him. He's he's a free agent. He's not gonna be on the Steelers next year. So so are they gonna? There's a good. So he's not on the Steelers. No, at all. Okay. 
drafting or you think they're going to go after a free agent or Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland or ben, what do you Benny think? Snell's trash. Anthony okay. McFarland, I haven't seen anything out of him. He had his opportunity to take the job. He all of all of those guys no, are the backfield. Samuel too. Well, they changed their scheme. Okay. They're not the Lev Bell scheme where uh, Roethlisberger's under center. They got a fullback out there and they power run. The, Roethlisberger is now in the shotgun throwing quick passes. Of course, you know, the statistic now is that he throws the fastest pass in the NFL right now from snap to throw. Well, they're spread a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you just naturally, you just can't run the ball like that. You know, the running back isn't able to gain momentum. The offensive line isn't able to run block properly. And then of course, linebackers are just able to react a little bit quicker with a less condensed uh, backfield to look at. So uh, it doesn't matter who they draft, who they pick up. If they stay in that spread scheme, they're not running the ball properly. Well, it looks like they're moving in that direction. Exactly, yes. I mean, uh, you're seeing it with Josh Allen. They're moving to a spread scheme. I mean, they're all semi-copying the Kansas City Chiefs. That's it's copycat league. It's a copycat everyone league. Everyone says that's literally what's going on. Tyreek Hill, the reason why we drafted Ruggs was Tyree everyone Hill. can say speed, but it seeing what Tyreek Hill does to them every year. I mean, uh, Brandon Ayuk, not necessarily a speed demon, but he's a rack monster that's why they took somebody like him Every, everybody's starting to pick up a speed demon on the field to try to replicate something that the chiefs have had uh i mean but to go back to james connor he's probably not even gonna play i don't think he plays even if he plays you don't start him he was healthy last week 0.8 points brutal 0.8 come on he lost you your fantasy playoffs uh, in a good matchup against the uh, the bills in a pouring rain anyway uh, John Brown designated to return from the IR. They play Saturday, which is why I don't think he plays. Uh, they play in the Mile High Denver Broncos Stadium, and uh, with that high altitude, I don't think that is good for his sickle cell disease. I don't think he plays. Uh, Brandon Cooks expected to play this week. I think that's great. It's good. They have a tough matchup, but I think I still think he balls out. Uh, Raheem Mostard has an MRI for his ankle. Uh, there is no results for your M- uh, the MRI, but if you're going to have an MRI. Chances are it's not a good thing. Something, something's, something's going on. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I, I, I doubt his ability to play this Sunday. I think uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. should be a high-quality target for everybody in their uh, semifinals, considering uh, the Niners play Dallas. All right, so that's enough for the news. That's enough for us ranting. We had a lot of discussion. I think there was a, a lot of quality discussions, but I got my wide receiver rankings for you. I'm 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 excited to hear. Them. Yes. Okay. So I mean, the first five. I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter where I put them or where I rank them because they're must start wide receiver ones regardless. So I'm just gonna list them out. List them out for you real quick. Devonte Adams is gonna be number one. He goes against Carolina. Uh, AJ Brown goes against Detroit. I'm putting him at number two. DeAndre Hopkins number three at Philly. The, the, these are all just kind of matchups. I feel like they're all semi talented. They're they're all like in the same like well well. Same category of talent, while they specialize, you know, on something a little bit different. They're must starts, yeah. Yeah, must start. Absolutely. Uh, and then Tyreek Kill against New Orleans is number four. The Never why he's him. not number one because uh, New Orleans is a pretty good defense. Are they? Yeah, <laughs> they got demolished <laughs> by Jalen. <laughs> I mean, are they? But but it was a trap game for New Orleans. I mean, they got yeah. no film on Jalen Hurts. They yeah, they didn't yeah. know what was gonna happen. Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, you assume that they were going to do a little bit of Wildcat. Yes. And, and I mean, he ran for 108 yards. Yes. Th- that would be my assumption is 90, 65 to 70% of plays is going to be that, is option plays. But it's one thing to practice it. You got to execute it in a game. It's a little different once you see it. Well, I mean, I feel like New Orleans would have the best 
team to to practice that. Tyson I mean, Hill. you got you got Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a little disappointed in coaching. Is that too much? Is that too? Am I expecting too much from uh, them? No, because Sean Payton is usually probably one of the best, well coached, play, uh, well, well, probably one of the best coaches to coach up his players yeah. in a proper situation. So yes, I would agree with you. I'm definitely disappointed okay. in them. Uh, yeah. But it was nice to see an upset. It's nice to see. It's Jalen always Hurts fun. Going. It's yeah. always fun. So yeah. uh, Terry Kill, I'm going to give him the nod. New Orleans number four. Uh, I, I think you know. Obviously, they're expecting Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to prepare for it a little bit better. Stephon Diggs uh, versus Denver. I think uh, he has got a very good matchup. And I mean, Josh Allen and him have been killing it. Uh, Keenan Allen, number six. I would rank him higher against the Raiders, but uh, with a sore hamstring, I think he uh, he might not play his full uh, snap count that he typically would. Yeah. And then uh, I mean, after this, you know, you can start rearranging some players. We can start having a proper discussion. Uh, DK Metcalf against Washington. I'm going to put him at his number seven. Yeah. If you I mean, feel he's, like he's, we're on the same page he's so far. Been, I, I'm, I'll, I'll say something. Okay. When we, get, when we got a little, we got a little spice. Yeah. Okay. When we right. do, uh, and I mean, Allen Robinson versus Minnesota. Okay. I, I love Allen Robinson. Number, number three in targets this year. Yes. So it's, Allen Robinson. It's insane. He's number eight. Absolutely. And then uh, the last one, I mean, not in the last one, but Brandon Ayuk against Dallas. I'm putting him as number nine. I, I I get what you're saying. I looked at the numbers because you were talking about the numbers. I get what you're saying. I still think it's a little too high. And I, I, I understand where you're coming from. It's a great matchup against Dallas. They're not playing very well. I get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Does that make sense? Uh, you get it, but you're not comfortable. I, I do like, like I'm. Not, I'm not comfortable at all. Like I, I looked at the numbers, and because you were talking about that, uh-huh. it makes sense. I see the target share moving up from week eight all the way. Debo Samuel's not going to be playing. There's less options, but God, that seems so high to me. I, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, uh, I don't think. I don't think I could rank him in the top 10 wide receivers. Seattle, 10 targets, eight receptions, mm-hmm. 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, New Orleans, 14 targets, yep. seven receptions, 75 yards and a touchdown. Let's go fast forward to Buffalo, nine targets, five receptions, 95 yards and a touchdown. And then 16 and against then 16 Washington. 16 against Washington, 95, uh, 10 receptions, 119 yards. No touchdown. Right. No uh, touchdown. No touchdown there. So uh, against the New York Giants, New York, I mean, uh, Dallas, Dallas. I mean, New York, yes, they're going against, but me backtracking all the oh, way okay. to where Debo does not play. Uh, he had eight targets, five receptions, a rushing touchdown, 70 receiving yards. I mean, uh, he, Dallas number four, no Debo Samuel. They got to throw the ball and they're expected to win this matchup. No Raheem Mostar. They might not be able to run the ball as well as they'd like. So it's got a recipe. I, I see it. Okay. And it makes sense. But my heart is telling me jump off a fucking building before you do that. Is that aggressive? No. Seems like a little aggressive. I don't know why, because it it I, it makes sense. He's, so so give me a point spread of what we're expecting. I'm expecting 15 points minimum. Minimum. Okay. Mi- minimum 12, but I'm expecting around 15. Okay. I mean uh, his volume. If you're in half point PPR, you're supposed to get about five points straight from catchings. Yeah. 
And then, I mean, if, if you get 50 yards, 10 points. I mean, the, the double-digit targets is massive. Yes. And uh, with the Debo going out, George Kittle not come not going to be playing, right? No, no he is not looking okay. like he's playing. So there's not a lot there. There's really not. I see it. And my brain is still telling me. I mean, I, I don't. I, it 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 hurts. If you if you can't throw the ball to him, Kyle Shanahan has proven he'll find a way to get you the ball, whether that's behind the line of scrimmage, like the just like the Debo Samuel statistic. You know, he'll throw the ball negative yards behind the line of scrimmage for him to gain five to six yards. And to congratulate, even if he gets tackled in the line of scrimmage after a catch, that's half a point in PPR. If you're full point, then well, congratulations. I still think that's a stupid way to get points, but fantasy <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's it points. doesn't matter. It's fantasy points. So I mean, uh, all right. If, if he gains anything past the end, we're gonna have to come back to this next. Oh yeah, week we're oh, we're coming because back to this. it all makes sense. I'm not gonna say it doesn't, but for some reason, it's telling me not to do it. The the reasoning is there. Yeah, but can I mean, you pull the trigger? Because I mean, right now. So realistically, before you okay. you do that, realistically. Is he going to be in the top 10 this week for wide receivers? I, I have him ranked here for a reason because okay. I think he will. Okay. I mean, uh, if you think right, right now, is he must start? Do I think he's a must start? Is he must start? He's, he's, I mean, with that target ratio, you have to definitely argue with that. Yeah. Okay. So if he is must start, then he's probably top 10, right? Not necessarily. I mean, you have, uh, do you say Robbie Anderson's a must start? Yeah, you find a way okay. to put him in your lineup. So I mean, Mike Evans is a must start, right? You find a way to put him in your lineup. Okay. So then let's let me let me double check and check what we what else. Well, we got you, you you can find so, a way if if you feel more comfortable with I other mean, receivers, then yeah, you can take Mike Evans and Robbie Anderson out. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like must starts, like Cooper Cup, must start. Is, okay, yeah, probably. Uh, would you say Amari Cooper is a must start? Nah, I mean he he is a high quality receiver with, but a, he's not a must start. I don't think he's must, because must start. because of the quarterback situation. Yeah, my quarterback situation. Of course, they're going against the Niners. The Niners are pretty good against the pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let me see if there's anyone else we can we can swing. Uh, T. Y. Hilton is a must start for you. Yes. Okay. So I would assume Deontay Johnson is a must start. No must start. What's your opinion that, on that? He's not must start. But, but he's, he's a, a solid start. He, he's a good play because, okay. well, one, he drops a lot of passes. And you saw last week, mm-hmm. right now, he's on the hot seat for passes. He got taken out for a half, more than a half uh, of football because of his drop passes. It might have affected him mentally. might have affected him mentally. Okay. And, uh, he might be a little bit scarred from it, but uh, you're, you're probably – he is the best bet out of the Steelers receiving core, but he's not must start. Okay. I mean – I get what you're saying. Get it. I get it. Get it. I get got it. it. I got it. Got it. Good. good. All, right. All right. So number 10, speaking of him, T.Y. Hilton. I mean, I don't think you can argue with that take. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, the last two games, has been killing it. He's been absolutely killing it, and uh, he has a history of destroying Houston, who happen to have a really horrendous defense. I mean, they, they can't stop the pass. Bad. They can't stop the run, and they're not going to stop T.Y. Hilton, that's for sure. They also I mean, don't have draft picks. They're screwed. No, 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 they do not. And uh, coincidentally, to prove my statistics, two weeks ago they played Houston, Mm -hmm. and he put up 21 fantasy points. And he killed it. And he killed it. Of course, I'm talking about half-point PPR. Uh, He had 110 receiving yards, a touchdown, 11 targets, 8 receptions. I don't see why he doesn't do that again. Yeah, I I 100% agree. All right, so Michael Thomas against Kansas City is number 11. Of course, I think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, but... Situation of quarterback is a uh, is a thing a thing to question. Do you think so? So it's Taysom Hill 
Who's the other quarterback other than Jameis? Is there another guy? I don't even know. I can't tell. I, could, I couldn't answer that Could we that see Jameis in this game? No. Never again? No. We'll never see Jameis again? I, I don't think he enters this game. Do you think game. LASIK made it worse or better? Do you think he was actually throwing more accurate without being able to see or being able to see? Without being able to see. Without. Okay, so he just made himself about a thousand times worse. Yeah, probably. Because okay, at least nice. he would throw the ball. Now he's probably just taking the sack. He doesn't know what to see. He can't read a defense anymore. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't read a defense regardless. He, just, he, he thought the player was over here yeah. when the player was over here, and then he just threw it there. Yes. I mean, and he, just, he would just hope Mike Evans came up with it. He's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong because it worked. It, it did work. I mean, just, just throw it up at that point. Uh, Michael Thomas, he put up 15 points two weeks ago. Last week against Philadelphia, he put up 12 and a half. Which, which is good stat lines. I mean, uh, eight catches, 84 yards, and he's, then uh, nine catches, 100 yards. He's one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. I mean, you're, yes. not, you're obviously not benching him. Kansas City is probably going to be a decent shootout. I mean, it could be the game of the week. Well, I think they're going to put up a decent amount of points. What's your take on I, that? The Chiefs are going to put up points. Yeah, yeah. But can the, uh, the Saints match them? It, mean, it, they kind of got stifled against that. Uh, the uh, the Eagles. I don't think it matters at that point because I mean, if they're up by a good amount, they're going to have to be throwing the ball either to, you know, Camara or I mean, he's going to probably be feeding Michael Thomas a decent amount too. Yeah. Does he get all of the catches that Drew Brees would give him? No, no. but he's going to be a viable option to be in that top echelon of wide receivers. Exactly, which is why he's number eleven. I think he. I think he's great. I think he's safe. I just think these other guys are going to have better weeks than him. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, number twelve against Tampa Bay. I, this one's kind of straightforward. I think he's great. Yeah. Uh, I don't, if Julio Jones doesn't play, I think it might hamper his fantasy value. But uh, Calvin really, you know he's going to get his targets. It's just, is he able to get that touchdown that really savors his day? Uh, I'm not quite sure against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, while they're kind of underwhelming so far in the middle of the year, I still think they are, are able to come away with this victory. Uh, number 13, Robbie Anderson against Green Bay. With no DJ Moore, it's looking like no DJ Moore. Not quite sure just yet. Uh, I think Robbie Henderson is going to be force-fed a handful of targets. Uh, him and Mike Davis, I think, are going to have great days, especially because Green Bay is allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, yeah, must I'm, start at this point. Yeah, he he's a start. For sure he's a start. Uh, Green Bay's corners are, are pretty good. Let's, let's just say No that. slouch there, but you know I'm mean? banking on Robbie Anderson. But uh, volume, volume, volume. Yeah. The baby dropper, number 14. Well, who's the baby dropper? Nelson, <laughs> your Nelson boy, Aguilar. Your, your boy, Aggie? I mean, Nelson Aguilar has been absolutely on fire the past few weeks with the highest amount of touchdown potential on the Raiders, with the highest red zone targets on the Raiders. If you, he, he has the highest touchdown potential. He has one of the highest touchdown potentials out of all wide receivers, in my opinion. He's Devontae he's, Adams. He's a touchdown or bust. He's the definition of a touchdown or bust because every game he's got a touchdown, it's obviously been over 12 to 10 points. Any game he has not gotten a touchdown, it's, uh, let me just start off with uh, 1.9, 3.2, 0, uh, 8.8, 5.4, 3.8. So, touchdown or bust. Ruggs is going to be out. Exactly. Touchdown. I think he he gets at least a touchdown, and uh, I mean last week he had over a hundred yards and a touchdown to his name. I think he replicates it against a bad defense in the uh, Chargers, and uh, I think this game is going to be a relatively sneaky shootout, if I do so say so myself, considering uh, 
last time they played each other, I think both teams put up in the high 20s, I believe. Uh, yeah, 31 to 26 uh, Raiders win. And uh, he actually had 11.5 points in that game. Yes, I was just about to pull up that statistics. Mm-hmm. Well, um, wh- what format are you looking at? Uh, if I remember correctly, this is going to be... Uh, right now, I'm looking at half-point PPR, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing 14 and a half. Uh, this must be standard. Then. Yeah, then you're probably looking at a standard. Uh, yeah, this is standard. This yeah, is standard. so, I mean, all, all, all the statistics you pulled out were standard. But, I mean, if he does not score a touchdown, yes, I am going to agree. His fantasy point value is going to be a little bit it's, low. It's but, pretty bad, yeah. But when he scores a touchdown, for some reason, he just has a dominant performance. And I think uh, against a weak matchup, he's going to be able to get his touchdown. And we're going to have that dominant performance. That good stuff. Justin Jefferson, number 15 against Chicago. I think uh, a lot of the volume or a lot of the defensive features are going to be looking at Adam Thielen. I think Justin Jefferson is going to be fed a lot by default uh, in coverage. He's going to get a lot of looks, making him a very juicy fantasy play. Yeah, he's he's just looked very good in all aspects. Last week it was a little bit of a rough week, but he still had eight targets. Uh, he's going to get fed against Chicago Thielen is going to be the key there. And then Jefferson, I think Jefferson has a decent day. Feel pretty comfortable with it. I, I You could argue he could be marked down a little bit lower. And I would rather have probably a Cooper Cup or a Robert Woods maybe, potentially. Okay. But very good play. Thank you. Now, number 16, and last one on the list because I can just keep going on and on, Mike Evans against Atlanta. I mean, without Ronald Jones, assuming he does not play, they're not going to have a running game to lean on meaning Mike Evans is probably going to get force-fed those little short, quick passes or those red zone targets in order for him to get a touchdown. I think Atlanta is going to key in it from uh, key in on Gronkowski, make sure he does not destroy him in the red zone, meaning Mike Evans is going to get a lot of targets to, to really help his touchdown potential out. Yeah, I, I think so. I th- Do you think Antonio Brown could have a decent day? Yeah. But uh, mm. th- there's just a lot of weapons at that point. It's who gets the touchdowns, and I think Mike Evans is the highest probability yeah, of getting touchdowns. Definitely. Therefore, out of the group, I'm going to give Michael Evans the nod. Michelle Evans. Mis- Michelle Evans, as like you it. might say. Honorable Wenchit. <coughs> sorry. You okay there? Yeah. Coughed. You, I, I burped you need a while moment? talking. You yeah. need a moment? Yeah. Sorry. Honorable mention. Uh, the Rams wide receivers, both of them. They play the Jets. They're both going to do well. It's just who gets a touchdown out of the out of the two of them. And if none of them get them, then they might be a little bit disappointing as they both were against the Patriots last week. Cooper Cup got that touchdown. But if that did not happen, they both would have been pretty uh, disappointing from fantasy perspective. Absolutely. Thursday game? Thursday game. I love it. I know. We're going on and on right now. So let's try to speed through this a little bit. Yep. All right, so Chargers, I mean, you're going to start your Keenan Allen. You're going to start your Hunter Henry. You're going to start your Austin Eckler. You're going to start your Justin Herbert. Yep. So surprisingly, Justin Herbert, he has not put up more than 18 fantasy points in a six-point-per-passing league mm-hmm, interesting. since Austin Eckler came back. Oh, Eckler's taking it, huh? Uh, Eckler's taking a lot. He's taking a lot of rushing volume, and uh, you would think he helps him a little bit because he's got somebody to dump it off to yep. to get him those cheeky fantasy points, but it, it's not there. Maybe he's dumping it off to him. He's getting those little cheeky fantasy points, but it's it's stifling his run a little bit. I mean, maybe he had to run for the first down, give him a little extra points. Because, I mean, you need 25 yards for a point. 
you know yeah. is is there any digression in his, his run performance than his past performance you know unfortunately i do not have the stat right in front of me okay Okay. I mean, why don't you keep going to the Raiders? Let me try to look it up for you. Okay, okay. So, I mean, on the Raiders' side of the football, uh, like I said, you're putting Austin Eckler. I mean, not Austin Eckler, sorry. The baby dropper out there. If Josh Jacobs plays, of course you're going to put him out there. This is a good matchup for him. Uh, Darren Waller, of course he's going out there. Derek Carr, I'm not putting him in my semifinals lineup. How about that? I just, I, I can't do it. It's a I, good I matchup. I understand. I can't do it. I just, uh, I, I just can't get myself to do it. So, Go back to the Herbert play here. Okay. Okay. So, did he come back week 12 against Buffalo? Do you know? Austin Eckler? Yes. He came against Buffalo. Yes, you would be correct. So, very interesting. Um, Negative two rushing yards against Buffalo. Zero New England. Zero Atlanta. Okay. I'm following you so far. Um, So, two fumbles against uh, Buffalo, but it has eaten into his rushing ability for sure the, it, absolutely and there's also a touchdown regression a little bit i mean there is a touchdown regression um new england new england was zero touchdowns yep. uh i mean zero touchdowns against buffalo atlanta was two you know i mean uh buffalo is one sorry oh yeah sorry i'm looking yeah. at austin eckler stats yeah. but two sorry fumbles which killed him uh, against Buffalo, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just definitely been a decent regression. Three touchdowns against the Jets. That was right before he came back. Two against Miami. Actually, three against Miami because of rushing touchdown. Then three again, and then four, and then four, and then three. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's definitely hasn't been the greatest since Eckler came back. Coincidentally, Eckler has zero touchdowns. Since coming back. He's been putting up points. Though. He's been putting up fantasy he's points. Up just points. He's sneaky points. He's getting yards here. He's getting a reception there. Getting yards here. Reception after the catch there. But no touchdowns. So it's not like he's taking away the touchdowns from Herbert because he hasn't scored any yet. Uh, I don't know what's happened. It's just a, maybe it's a coincidence and some rough matchups because, I mean, New England is a difficult matchup. Buffalo, they're not the best of defenses, but they're still no slouch. Atlanta. 18 points is nothing to scoff at. It's it's not bad. It's average. Of course, you know, it's a little bit less than what we'd hope from it, but uh, it's not that bad. Of course, the Raiders and Denver, they should be great bounce-back matchups, but I'm still putting him out there for me in my uh, fantasy lineup. I like it. All right, so is there anybody else? Do you want to put any kickers out on this field? No, I think we're good. No, no, no kickers here? I think there's some other options. Okay, all righty. So that wraps up that. And, uh, of course, next episode we're going to be doing a lot of starts and sits. I mean, this is our semifinals. Uh, it, it, there's not going to be the most to discuss. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. You start your studs. We're going to be talking about a couple other people that are on the fence, like a Kiki QT, yeah, we'll, for example. We'll probably just go over all of the flex options. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be talking about a lot of flexes in that episode. But other than that, Chris, you got a send-off? Hey. This is, this is the time of the year that we've been waiting for. Oh God, I've been waiting all year for this moment, and I'm so glad I get to be a part of it. Love it. All right, guys. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, too. 